Hello everyone, welcome to Sun IE. I'm your host, Exo. If this is your first time listening or you're a long-time listener, I appreciate you and I love you for taking the time out to really listen to the podcast and indulge in the information that I'm providing. As we all know, yesterday was a tough day for everybody. Kobe passed away. It was literally a tragedy. When I, I was at work, and when I read it, the news and how it came across, I was just like, thought it was a sick joke. And um, I was just really trying to process like what happened and why this happened. And once I did my research, got more down to it, it was just like, I couldn't really function. I was like sick because Kobe was my childhood hero growing up. It was he who I watched, how we all, who we all watched, idolized, and just see grow up right before us. And he was, still is, my childhood hero. Gave me the reason to, to dream and believe. Fresh out of high school, going straight to the NBA, and held his own from day one to the end. And it's just like, man, and for like, how the whole passing happened is just like it's just it's it was it's tough and it still is tough for I know for everyone we all seen it and we're all still going through it and I just like just want to say I love and appreciate y'all man I'm here for y'all uh if y'all want to even want to talk vent or anything of that nature reach out to me I'm here to talk here to listen and it's just the news like it was just it's tough man but on today's episode I'm honoring Kobe, his quotes, my favorite Kobe moments, and how he inspired me. And I'm going to give you a brief break, man, and then I'm going to just get right into the quote, man. The first quote would have to be his 2016 SV's Icon Award speech. And I quote, we're not on this stage because of talent and ability. We're up here because of 4 a.m. We're up here because of two a days or five a days. We're up here because we had a dream and let nothing stand in our way. If anything tried to bring us down, we use it to make us stronger. We were never satisfied, never finished, will never be retired. As I'm reading that, as I heard it, as I heard him quote it again, I just, it just like resonated with me to where if you, my last episode discussed the burning desire, think rich, grow rich. If you have that burning desire to, and that dream to of where you want to be and what you're trying to accomplish, you have to get up earlier than everybody else. Then you have to get up at 4 a.m. to be in the gym by 5 or get up at 3 a.m. to be in the gym by 4 you have to get up earlier. You have to stretch out the long nights, long nights, early mornings if you're doing music or working towards your passion, doing your craft. You have to dedicate that extra time and really focus on focus in and have that mindset to this is what I'm trying to accomplish and that nothing will stand in my way. And anything that tries to stand in my way, I'm knocking the fuck down. And that's where the whole Mambo mentality came from to where 
He's up at 4 a.m. in the gym shooting or weightlifting, doing the extra reps, doing the extra mentalities, take the extra 100 shots, extra 100 free throws, working on the jump shot, working on his game, trying to elevate the game, trying to elevate to that next level, was never satisfied. Never be satisfied where you're at. Never be satisfied because it, it can all be taken away. Always be willing to work and be hungry and be willing to keep going, keep keep on that journey, keep on that path. You have to have the two-a-days, the five-a-days, the seven-a-days. You have to put in that extra time, the extra work to get it done and make it happen. Because that's what it's about if you're on this journey of never being satisfied, always want to be successful, being better than the next person, just on that elevated level to where you want to be a boss and you want to take your own trips, make your own plans, do your own thing. You have to do the extra work, put in the extra time and dedicate yourself to what you want to do and that passion and that craft that you want to do. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You got to dedicate yourself, put that time in and make it happen and just utilize that time, extra time you have. You, you uh, schedule out your days, plan out your days, plan out your weeks, plan out your months. It goes like that. It's, it's like strategic. It's critiquing everything, putting that extra time in to do the little things. So you can accomplish that bigger goal, that bigger dream, that bigger journey, that beautiful destination. I'm going with the second quote, but man, as me, just that that speech, it just resonated with me. And it really like took me to a, uh, it opened my mind, my mindset of where I want to be and what I'm trying to do and what I'm trying to accomplish and really just telling myself, hey, you really got to wake the fuck up and put in that extra time, put in that extra work in to what you're trying to do and what you're trying to accomplish. What you're doing right now isn't enough to what you want to do. And we, we're all, I mean, me personally, I'm fighting that to where, oh, okay, I'm doing that. It, what are, I'm, now it's me telling myself, you have to do fucking more to do what you want to do and accomplish in this world and leaving, building what, to what you want to build. I'm trying to build a brand. And I have to do more, put in that more work, put in that more time with that more effort. And you have to do more if you want to accomplish more, be successful and do what you want to do. That quote was followed by a quote he got from his English teacher, which uh, is rest at the end and not in the middle. Taking breaks lately, I mean, myself, I'm, I'm just like when I'm saying this it's just like all resonated with me resting in the middle where. Me taking breaks, going on vacations and everything. Traveling is like a semi like resting in the middle. But at the same time, I still see myself as working because any place I travel to, I'm putting towards, I'm work, taking notes, jotting down stuff for the podcast, working on my podcast. So it's like, it's like resting in as well as working at the same time. So it's, I guess it's finding the balance. I, I found the balance, but it's basically saying rest at the end and not in the middle. Don't rest now. Keep working. Keep grinding. Put that time in. Put that effort in. Get up at 4 a.m., 3 a.m., 5 a.m. Stay late. Stay later. Put up them extra phone calls. Hit up them extra contacts. Hit, hit up people that, that you want to talk to or communicate with and push forward. And don't rest right now. Rest at the end. And those those are basically the two quotes. The second quote, like I said, rest in rest at the end and not in the middle. And the first one is, the first one was deep. Like I said, it resonated with me. was SB's 2016 SB's Icon Award speech. And it's basically, we're not on this stage because of talent and ability. We're up here because of 4 a.m. We're up here because, because of two-a-days or five-a-days. We're up here because we had a dream and that let nothing stand in our way. 
If anything tried to bring us down, we use it to make us stronger. We were never satisfied, never finished, will never be retired. The GOAT Black Mamba Kobe. One of my favorite quotes of by him. And I'm going to give y'all a brief break and I'm going to hit y'all with my favorite Kobe moments, highlights. There's eight of them. And I'm going to hit y'all with those. Appreciate y'all tuning in today, man. It's tough. Mamba Mondays. My favorite Kobe moments, I have eight of them, like I said. Not in any, really in any order, but my first first one is January 1st, 2010, Game 1 of Versus Kings. I was watching that game, and I saw how he shook his defender and how he had that. It's like he had that certain swag in him, like, oh, he I'm open? Oh, yeah, I'm about to hit this. And then Powell hit it, Powell passed it to him. Powell gave him a fucked up pass. But he still passed it to him. And you know, Kobe did what he did. As soon as I saw it release off his fingers, I was like, oh yeah, that's game. You know what he did? Game. And that was that. And I was just like, I saw that footwork and saw the whole how the whole play developed. I was like, only Kobe could hit that shot. Especially the way the pass that uh Powell gave to him. Kobe's like, oh, I still will make that. He had ice in his veins, and I saw it that game. I was like, ooh. I've seen it many times, but you seeing it again is like seeing it for the first time, I want to say. My second moment, <clears throat> April 13, 2016, big shot versus Jazz. Kobe dribbles up, and Julius Randle sets the screen on Gordon Hayward. Kobe fakes left, goes right, pulls it for the three, for the lead, and the whole play was poetic because it's Kobe and... Julius Randle came up at the right time. Kobe goes left, shifts to the right. He's like, oh, yeah, the defenders came too late. Money, right in your face. Only Kobe. And the way, like I said, the way he did it was just so poetic. Like, he knew as soon as he set that screen that the game was over, that he was going to hit that shot. Third one, April 14th, 2004, at Portland, playing the Trailblazers. Gary Payton was inbounding the ball. Kobe came off an alarm. Lamar Odom screen to the left side of the arc and drills the game winning three in Theo Ratliff's face. Ratliff hit his hand and fouled him. I don't think the foul was called though, but it's Kobe. And they won the Pacific Division that night. So it was all like that moment was hype. Kobe did his thing once again and he got fouled. Theo Ralph hit him with the hand, but Kobe drilled it, synced it. Nothing you can do but respect the man and respect the game that he's put in, the effort, that work he's put in. And the game winners he hit, like I said, every time, it's just like, mama, there goes that man. <laughs> For real. Fourth one, December 4th, 2009, at home versus the Heat. And this play, I remember like it was yesterday. Artes inbounds the ball to Kobe. Kobe being guarded by D-Wade. Kobe dribbles up to the top of the three-point, and he shoots it off one leg. And I seen that. I was like, he ain't about to hit that. You know what he did? He banked that thing. (laughs) He banked it in. And I was like, Kobe is the motherfucking man. Like, 
you see that, and I'm, I'm pretty sure y'all remember the play. In going against D-Way, he shoots off one leg. He banks it in from the three-point line. And I'm looking like, is there, some, is there anything he can't do? Like, what can't Kobe do? And I was like, man, I'm witnessing greatness right before my eyes. And it's like, everybody said they watched Jordan play, but watching Kobe play was like my generation's Jordan, even though like they've been on the comparing level, but Kobe is his own, was his own person, his own figure. And everything he did, I've witnessed it. Like I said, from the jump, from the first day he came into the league up to now, just been all about, all in Kobe. My fifth memory, um, was it was like the playoff games. It was uh, April 30th, 2006, Lakers versus Suns. This is when the battles was really intense. The Suns and Lakers games was like, I know some of my uh, listeners remember that that uh, that year and that playoffs. Luke Walton, I think he threw up a fucked up pass or some shit like that. Kobe saves the ball, dribbles up the court. He like he was like he had that when he was dribbling. I can just he had that determined dribble where he's like he had that killer instinct in him where he's like okay, I do this. I'm about to hit this and I'm about to drill it, drill the shot. So he drills up the court to the free throw elbow with two seconds on the clock and pulls up on Rajah Bell and Boris Diaw and sinks it. Game winner in the face. Had me hype. I'm like, Kobe does it again. And I mean, like me just thinking about how the whole play developed. I'm just reliving it in my head right now. I'm just like. Kobe does it again, and I've seen like I seen the t- determined look on his face when that play was just developing. Like Kobe's about to hit this shot, and he don't care who's guarding him. You could have had the whole Suns bench on him; he was gonna hit that shot regardless, or get fouled trying to do it. My sixth memory memory moment would have to be the Deer Basketball Tribute. Man, it inspired me to love the process of the journey and always put your heart into everything you do. It was what it was like watching the family a family member go up and grow up and the whole tribute to it of his hard work or going through what he went through the the uh, the ups and downs, just the whole process of becoming an icon, becoming great, becoming a basketball legend, becoming a Hall of Famer. He was my generation's hero, and just watching him as I'm growing up, as he's growing up, to keep fighting, keep dreaming, and it was just like, it did something for a whole generation and generations to come. And that dear basketball tribute, you asked for my hustle, I gave you my heart. That was deep. And that's still touching me every time I hear it, every time I listen to it, every time I watch it. And if you haven't seen the Deer Basketball Tribute by Kobe, check it out. And it's uh, it's a masterpiece. Seventh, seventh uh, Kobe moment, Kobe memory, the retirement game, as well as every game that season. Because that was, you know, that was like his farewell season. So every game. Every arena, every team showed out for Kobe and really tribute to Kobe and 
paid their respects to Kobe for the season and the times he's played and in each arena he's played in. Every time he played, we watched. Every time he spoke, we listened. Every time we had a garbage can in front of us with a small paper, we was Kobe with five seconds left on the clock. He inspired my generation, and once again, generations to come. I'm honestly grateful for what Kobe's did as an icon, as a visionary, as a man, and just everything he's done, like, as me watching him grow up. Like I said, it was just watching, like, my big brother grow up. And just to lose him, like, was really, it was like, it was tough on everybody in California because it was like losing a family member. And the way, how it went down, it was just deep, man. So, I appreciate y'all. Uh, let me go on the eighth one, but just, just really just thinking about it. My eighth moment memory, the 1997 NBA Slam Dunk Contest. I'm going to fast forward to the finalist stage where it was just Kobe, Michael Finley, Michael Finley, and Chris Carr. They had to complete two dunks. Each, if each dunk got 50, you know, it was 100. Kobe's first dunk was a between the legs dunk. And when you've seen that, he dunks it and he walks away with the I did that shit look on his face. And you knew right there that he was going to be trouble. And that was the rookie year. He was like, okay, yeah, he's going to be a problem. He got he got a 49 out of, out of 50 on that dunk. The second time around, he tried to do the same dunk, but this time he tried to lob it to himself, but he missed. He got a 35.5. Then comes up Michael Finley. All he Michael Finley had to do was beat a 49, so I think he had just had to get a 50. If he got a 50, he would have eliminated Kobe. Michael Finley comes up. He tries to dunk with two basketballs. The first one he made, the second one he missed. So he was eliminated. <laughs> now you got Chris Carr. Chris Carr needs a 50 to win. The dunk he tried, uh, he got a 45.8. <laughs> so the Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant, takes home the trophy. Slam dunk contest champion. And... That was just crazy because he was the first one. So it's like, imagine being the first one getting your dunks off and you miss your second dunk. And now you got to wait to see if the two other people are going to make their dunks or if their dunks are going to top what you did. So I know that the anticipation was killing him. But at the end of the day, he prevailed and got, he won, thankfully. And now I want to touch on how Kobe inspired me. Kobe inspired me to always dream. But if you want that dream to come alive... You have to sacrifice and work your ass off. No matter what you're going through, enjoy the process. The process of the struggle, the process of failure, the process of passion, the process of, of success. Enjoy it all because it's a part of life. And never stop dreaming. Always keep working. Always keep grinding. Always never be satisfied. Always put in that time in, that effort to keep going and finish what you have to do and finish what you want to accomplish. Once again, just gone too soon. Want to end this show. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Want to end this saying, rest in power to Kobe Bryant and Gianna Gigi Bryant.
have to sum up the show. Couldn't let it go like that. I was definitely going to um, discuss what we talked about on today's show and really just push it forward and utilize it. And um, like I said, man, it's just, it's just real tough. Kobe was our idol and icon of childhood hero to all of us and many of us and really was like a family member. So seeing that the news and how it went down and everything of that nature affected us all deeply. But I appreciate, like I said, I love and appreciate y'all. Without y'all, this podcast is not possible. Share with a friend, like, subscribe, keep on rocking. We're going to keep on going. Come back Friday with another show. We'll talk about what I learned this week. Uh, French Friday. A little more about Think Rich, Grow Rich. And just plans for the weekend and just really staying focused, man. Never losing that focus and just really enjoying the process of what you're going through. And just keep, keep on going. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. This episode, we discuss Kobe quotes. Like I said, the Espies quote was still my favorite. We're not on this stage because of talent and ability. Talent and ability gonna get you there, but to stay there, you have to get up at 4 a.m. You're gonna have to have them two a days, the five a days. They're up there because they had a dream and let nothing stand in their way. If you have a dream. Don't let nobody or anything or uh, get in your way or deter you or hold you back. Fight for that dream. Fight for what you believe in. Fight for what you want. Don't just give it up or let it go. If anything, try to bring them down. They use it as fuel to make them stronger. Crisis, obstacles, hurdles, they're either going to build you up or break you down. Never be satisfied. He was never said he was never satisfied. He was never finished and he would never be retired. He was never satisfied. He was always working, always grinding, always trying to do that next thing, always trying to elevate himself, his craft, his personality, just him as a whole person. It's all about elevating yourself, always being willing to go above and beyond to elevate yourself and just becoming a whole new person, reshaping yourself and not being satisfied with what you got or what you achieved so far, thus far. Keep achieving, keep striving, strive for greatness, strive for what you want to be. Never finish of what you're trying to do. Never be accomplished. Rest at the end and not in the middle. I hit you with my eight Kobe quotes. His game winners. From January 1st, 2010, game winner versus the Kings. YouTube, look it up. They got it. As well as his big shot versus Jazz, April 13th, 2016. His big one against Portland, April 14th, 2004. YouTube got him. Got all the got all these highlights that I'm talking about. If you look them up, you'll understand how I described them. April fourth, uh, not April fourth, December fourth, two thousand nine, at home versus the Heat. Y'all see that? Y'all gonna remember that vividly? His game winning shot against on Dwayne Wade, it's coming off one foot. The fifth, the uh, April thirtieth, two thousand six, Lakers versus Suns playoffs game. Playoff game, but when he hit that elbow jumper against Rajah Bell and Boris Diaw, as well as his dear basketball tribute quote, his retirement game, and eighth but not least, the 1997 slam dunk contest. And we out. Rest of power. <laughs>